0: Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho.
1: So what's your name, I see?
0: Stuntman Mike.
1: Stuntman Mike's your name?
0: You ask anybody.
2: Hey, Warren, who is this guy?
1: Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes?
3: We are the knights who say. No, not the knights who say the same. Take this thing out of the case and stick it up your nose.
2: Don't worry. It's self-guiding. But I know you don't want to be here forever.
1: You know I got things I want to do in my life. When? You got red on you.
3: Statistical fact: the cops will never pull over a man with a huge his car. Why? They fear this man. I know he sees farther than they, and he will bind them with ancient logics. Happy Holidays, dear listener, and welcome again to the Good Trash Genre Cast. We present you a very, very special episode in which we give our GTGC Awards. Ordinarily, this show, if you're hearing one of our uh, more typical episodes, we take a look at the films that you will never study in a film studies course, and we apply film studies analysis to said films. We have done this for the last 52 or 51 weeks, And uh, this week we're going to look back on the year, and this is a conclusion of our year of 100s.
0: Much like the Academy, we're going to take a break and be self-congratulatory.
3: And uh, exactly. And so this is that moment where you can sort of hear what we think about what we've looked at over the year after a little time has been spent. And so we're very, very, very excited to be breaking this down. But let's introduce the disembodied voices um, to my right, sir, if you would. My name is Dalton Stewart, and I don't have any quotes since we didn't watch any movies this week. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Dalton Stewart. To the extreme left, if you would, sir.
2: I am Arthur Gordon.
3: To the slightly less left, if you would, ma'am.
1: My name is Alexander Bohannon, and I'm going to talk about something to talk about something else.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My name's Dustin Sells, and I am still here. And thank incredibly you. old and Incredibly old but that 's fine we 're going to be talking about our year end reviews um, we 're going to give some awards this week, and so it 's all going to get us to the point of the best picture nomination, which is our goal, or rather our platinum shelf. And so uh, stay tuned to find out what the best film of the year that we've reviewed so far in The Good Trash. This is not a 2014 thing. The 2014 release show will be happening sometime later in January when we talk about our, our year in review, but we need to take some time to catch some of those films. But we're just going to talk about those films in which we reviewed uh, this past year on. We didn't review them. Well, well we, we did. We didn't well, we did. Them. And it's then not we analyzed show, them. man. It's an, anal- it's an analysis it's show. It's
2: an analyst show. It's right. an anus show. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to
3: begin the show now with our best discovery film. This is a film that we saw for the first time that we saw for the purposes of watching this show or watching for this show and this show's reviews. And so, uh, what was your favorite new discovery, Miss Alexandra Bohannon?
1: I would say my best discovery award of 2014. Keep in mind, my viewing pool was a little smaller than the rest of the guys. So, um, I guess I could have done the back catalog, but also required a lot more work. So, but I'm just <laughs> doing the shows I was on. But I think my favorite best discovery is Your Next. That's a movie I plan on seeing. I didn't think that I would ever select a horror movie for a best of award for movies, certainly. But that is a movie that I could probably not tonight because it's a little late, but go home again and watch and be totally cool with that. I'm really glad that we learned about it through this show. Well, thank you for that pick. You know,
3: interestingly about your next, I have watched it since uh, the review, uh, or rather the analysis for this show, and I watched it with my 15-year-old niece, and she was thoroughly unimpressed.
1: Really? Yeah, she
3: really likes the scary movies, but she was not digging on that one. So it does, uh, I guess, demonstrate and speak to that diversity of opinion that we all experience.
0: Also, the fact that 15-year-olds know nothing.
3: They don't even grow souls, so they're in their mid 20s, I think. <laughs>
1: About Confirmed.
3: 28, I think, is oh. when souls are grown. Well,
1: we're still soulless. I yep.
3: would totally agree. He yeah. is
0: f- firmly in-souled, though.
3: Am, am I an embodied soul or an insouled body? That's the real metaphysical question. Yeah. But moving right along, uh, Mr. Arthur Gordon, what's your favorite discovery?
2: Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I think my favorite discovery uh, comes from our small screen marathon. Uh, when I chose Orange is the New Black, uh, not knowing what I was going to get myself into, but it is a show I fell in love with I binge-watched two seasons over a weekend. I really just fell in love with the characters, the writing, the comedy, uh, the stories being told. And I think it's just a uh, phenomenal show that people should go check out and uh, give a look to.
3: Thank you very much, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Uh, What is your favorite new discovery, Mr. Dalton Stewart? Well, I'm
2: trying to pad out the runtime
0: of this bad boy. And I assumed everybody else was, but I guess they're just counting on me to talk a lot because I always do. So I'm going to... I'm going to give it to Barbarian Sound Studio because I can guarantee you that's something I never would have watched if it weren't for Dustin picking it. Um, And that was a heck of a film. Again, uh, just with like The Act of Killing, we did that back in February for our anti-trash marathon, focusing on very recent releases. Dustin's pick was the arty horror uh, thriller psychological craziness starring Toby Jones. uh, Barbarian Sound Studio, which is kind of a love letter to the Italian GIO films. That was a fun episode. It was a lot of fun to watch, and I'm really glad Dustin made made me watch it. So that is my favorite discovery of of the year 2014 for the Good Trash genre cast. You're welcome. Yes, thank you, infinitely. Uh, Dustin, what was your favorite discovery this year, the film you had not seen yet?
3: Okay, so I guess I'm going to talk about one thing to talk about something else. Ah,
1: yeah.
3: um, Because I want to say Stakeland, but not because of Stakeland because um, Jim Mickle was the director of that film, and I really, really enjoyed Stakeland. It made me watch another film by Jim Mickle, which is We Are What We Are, which is a movie I loved um, that was a, not a 2014 release, but it's a 2013 release uh, that I really, really enjoyed, and I really discovered this director uh, via Stakeland, and so the discovery really is that of the director, and I love Stakeland a lot. I really, really enjoyed it as a film. I think it's one of, the, uh, one of those uh, really kind of basic... Uh, vampire with a lot of action, you know, sort of, you know, in in the vein of Blade, but much more low-tech and Mm -hmm. lo-fi sort of films, Uh, and, 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 you know, that's sort of a a very generic sort of plot, but it's shot so brilliantly well, it's written so um, phenomenally, and I I think it's, it's doing more and is more interesting than any of those Blade movies, and so I really, really enjoyed it so much that it caused me to dive further into the filmography of the director. And, uh, so because of that driving force, so I, again, I'm talking about one thing so I could talk about the other film, uh, but, uh, it got me to see what we are, what we are. And I love that movie, uh, so much it's currently streaming on Netflix. Have
0: you watched the original since then?
3: I have not the Spanish one or the yeah. Mexican one, Spanish language, Mexican yeah. film. No, I have not. And, uh, I, I hear it's a very different sort of movie. Hmm. That they're not the same. That it's a, it's a remake in, in the same vein that perhaps like the Departed is a remake of a uh, of a Taiwan Infernal film. Affairs, yeah, Infernal Affairs. And so uh, it, it, it's definitely covering new ground. It's definitely being made its own by the director. And so by discovering Jim Mickle, um, and I'm a big fan of the horror in general. And so I I'm really really excited to catch more of what he's doing. He's got a new film out, and I want to see it as quick as I can. So that's my favorite discovery of the year.
0: So I guess we'll move on next to the, the next category, which is Best Show. The show that uh, we feel like that we recorded and, and it just leaps and bounds ahead of the other shows that we recorded this year. Said, hey, y'all, watches. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, I really thought about Silence of the Lambs, uh, mostly because none of you fuckers listen to it um and i thought we all said a lot of interesting things i tease listeners but for some reason uh we have no idea what you guys like to listen to um and we really thought that was going to be a big show and um really uh, didn't have a whole lot of listens compared to other things this year um but i recommend you go back and look at it because i feel like we had a good conversation on that um i decided not to go with that i also thought about the matrix because it was really fun uh just me and dustin talking about it i feel like we both said some fun things on there um and obviously I wanted to talk about the live show because that was a great experience and I'm so yeah, glad that we did it. Yeah, live show
1: is on my not yet, yeah, <laughs> kind of list. Yeah, honor the mention. honorables. Um, awards. But
0: what I do want to choose is, is the show we did was one of our um, Shocktober marathon shows. Um, we had a couple of guest hosts throughout Shocktober. Um, and we had a full docket this night with uh, all four of us, Alex and Caleb Masters. Um, Arthur, you did speak on that show, right? I'm not crazy. Correct. Yes, American Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought so. So it was all it was all four of us plus Caleb Masters coming in, and that was such a fun show. I feel like we all had really great analysis. We cut up a lot. We laughed. Um, but yeah, I was just I was really proud of that show in general, and I feel like it was a really great. It was the first or second show we did for Shocktober, uh, and I felt like it was a really good start to uh, that two month marathon. And uh, I was just really really proud of of that show in general.
3: Well, thank you very much for that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Mr. Arthur Gordon, what was your um, favorite show of the year?
2: I I was kind of torn uh, between a couple. Uh, There's one I was not here for, but I listened to, and I thought the Blair Witch uh, Project show was very good, and that had one of our guest hosts, uh, Miss Kirsten Thurkelson. And so I uh, checked that one out because it was very good. Uh, But I'm going to go back a little earlier in the year, and Dalton's already alluded to this movie, but I think the Planet of the Apes show uh, was a very good show that we did, and I think we all... Uh, made some good points and brought some good stuff to the table, and so I highly recommend
3: checking out that episode if you get a chance. Alex, what do you think was our best show of the year?
1: <clears throat> well, I um, I had a couple that were on my mind. I really also again wanted to laud the Tempest Fugit show because that was a wonderful exercise and we hope to do more of those and I want to encourage people to listen to that show so that we can do more of those in the future that if there is a pool of listenership there to, that demands it we will do it <laughs> but we'll do it anyway even if you don't want it. Um, Ooh. I, <laughs> Ooh. I also enjoyed listening to uh, hot Fuzz. I particularly remember that one. I know um, Mr. Gordon over here has a great deal of scholarship on the Coronado Trilogy, and so I really appreciate that, especially since it's one of my favorite movies. But I'm just going to bring it right back to Shocktober, um, one of the shows that I worked on. And um, I would say that, surprisingly, Lords of Salem really yeah. really did it for me. Um, besides our fabulous practical joke on, on Dalton, Uh, where we make Dustin's child read the synopsis for this absolutely inappropriate movie. And uh, then we make Dalton believe that it was Arthur. And then off camera, off camera, off mic, he then like says, I can't believe they picked that guy, blah, blah, blah. Like really besmirching Arthur whenever it's going to be the kid and, it would have been funny and more of an asshole than he is portrayed in the show. But also, uh, we had some really good analysis, and this, the whole show was just rounded out really well. Um, it was really fun to talk about um, that movie, uh, definitely. And that was definitely one of those watch-it-with-people movies. And so I was glad for the show, because I probably definitely wouldn't have watched it otherwise. Well,
3: thank you very much, Ms. Mohanan. Uh, I think my nomination for Best Show of the Year, um, again, comes from Shocktober. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, we sort of have a predilection for horror here on the sh- on the uh, good trash genre cast because it is um, often uh, genre film, obviously because horror, and then obviously good trash because typically they're not the most well lauded of films. But I really, really loved our analysis on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode, and uh, I also enjoyed our communal watching of that film together. That was and fun. It was it was very very good times um, to be had by all. For that, but I thought we were particularly on point, and I thought that the show just rounded itself out very, very well. And, uh, you know, being able to use that opening monologue in in sort of a contextual sense, you know, it's great to open up anything horror. And I believe it was on the uh, uh, Shocktober buffer anyway, and Arthur puts together great buffers uh, for uh, our show. You
1: should be clapping for him, listener, because he does all that hard work for us, and we're very thankful.
3: I have my amputated left arm off, so I'm only giving them a one handed clap right now. But yes, absolutely. But we I really, really enjoyed that show. Nick Sanford, uh, frequent listener and contributor also did that. I the only reason why I did not pick Tempest Fugit and I wanna go ahead and name that show as well, um, along with my dear co hosts, is uh because its availability to our dear listeners to yeah. watch as a film. I mean it's it's really kind of a limited Oklahoma only uh sort of experience right now. And we're hoping more will happen with that in the future. Well,
1: listener, as I re I re-listened to Tempest Fugit today just to get a feel for what my favorite show would be, and they make a reference to, gosh, is it episode Um, seventeen? There was an interview with Nick Sanford entirely episode early, early on, and so I guess if you wanted to learn more about what Fugit is about in some of and a deeper interview with Kate uh with Nick before you listen to that one maybe that would help if you don't have access to the movie which probably most people don't so well thank you for that um recommendation
3: there Miss Bohannon um next we are going to drop the Hebrew hammer now this goes all the way back this is sort of a callback joke Um, The very first year of our episodes of the show, we had to see a film called The Hebrew Hammer, which we universally hated. And so this award goes to the stinker of the bunch. This is the worst film that we had to endure over the last 12 months. And I'm very excited to hear the picks on that. Mr. Arthur Gordon, what is your pick for The Hebrew Hammer this year?
2: Well, there weren't a lot of films that I had a vitriol hate for. Uh, this year as opposed to uh, past seasons. Um, but this was a fairly easy uh, decision for me. Um, I'm going back to anti-trash uh, in February, and I'm going to drop the Hebrew hammer on Monsieur Shenkarus upstream what color. What the fuck? Really? That was almost one of my favorite discoveries. Yeah. That's 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 pretentious filmmaking at its best. Wow! Uh, while it's technically solid, you know what, Shane Kruth, you're, you in in fifty years you're probably gonna be a forgotten filmmaker.
0: Yeah, you, you think he's up his own ass? Yeah, a little bit. I think I know. I think he's definitely up his own ass. He he thinks he's smarter than he is. Yep. But I did appreciate Upstream Color.
2: If I want to watch Terrence Malick, I will watch Terrence Malick. Boom!
3: Nicely played, sir. Well, thank you very much for that, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Mr. Dalton Stewart, what is your pick for uh, the stinker, the Hebrew Hammer Award of what GDG's Yes, what, what will I be
0: saying? Shabbat Shalom, motherfucker, to. Um, you should watch the Hebrew <laughs> Hammer for that line only. Um, you know, I almost went back to anti-trash, Arthur, and I almost gave it to Nicholas winning reference, Only God Forgives.
2: Wow. Yeah, that was that was in my running because he's capable of so much
0: better, and we know this from Drive. And uh, I haven't seen any of his uh, foreign language films, but I, I've heard nothing but good things about them. Yeah. I decided not to though because you know he he took a chance, he went out there and did something daring, and he made a film you know after his own heart. He made something that he cared about, and so it didn't feel right. Uh, I also gave strong thought to Event Horizon and. and and Big Trouble in Little China, both of which were films I just did not care about. They were both films that had been hyped up to me so much, and I just did not care. I was not amused. I didn't get it. But for me, The Hebrew Hammer is about striking a film from history, and I don't want to take those films away from the people that love them. What I want to take away from the people, what film I want to take away from the people that love it is Spaceballs. Wow, what? <laughs> are you serious? No! there are better Mel Brooks movies. There's so okay, much, there is so much. no, that's there, valid. There are no.
1: I was about to say uh, there are better Mel Brooks movies. Valid, that is super valid. But, but, it's but a Mel Brooks movie, yeah, is hilarious. No,
0: it's not. We go back and listen to that show. None of us think it's a funny movie. I,
1: I did listen to that show, and none of you do think it's a funny movie. He makes a good point.
0: Yeah, after watching it, we were all like, we remember you remember it being funny. Listener, go back and listen to it. It's. Uh, I'm asshole, sir. I'm asshole. I'm surrounded by assholes. Like, it's stupid. It's dumb. It is not well-written humor, and it doesn't get Star Wars. If you're going to parody something, at least understand what you're parodying. Fuck that movie. Strike it from the record book. John Carpenter can keep shitty Big Trouble in Little China, and you weirdos that think <laughs> Event Horizon's interesting, I guess you can keep that. Sam Neil gets possessed, and Lawrence Fishburne and him fight, so Whatever. But I'm done with Spaceballs. I'm never watching it again. I'll watch Robin Hood, Men and Tights, or the History of the World, or definitely Young Frankenstein, and definitely
1: I, Blazing Saddles before
0: I watch that piece of shit ever again.
3: All right, then. Well, that's that is what that is. Miss Alexandra Bohannon, <laughs> um, it's your opportunity now to drop the hammer.
1: Well, listeners should should know what this film is if you listen to the show. Um, I tend to kind of. Hold back some of my impressions. I am like, oh, you could stream it. Oh, you could recycle it. My thing that I've definitely thrown in the trash this year, and what I'm definitely dropping the th- Hebrew hammer on is John Carpenter's The Thing, because that movie doesn't need to be des- deserve to be seen. <laughs> anywhere. Whoa! I, oh my God! I
3: wasn't real impressed with it, but that that is shocking to me.
1: I. I was not impressed with it. There was nothing about the storyline that intrigued me, engrossed me. It grossed me out. Um, I can appreciate the fact that the special effects are cool, but a movie shouldn't also just be, well, that movie's special effects were cool the whole time. (laughs) And the plot was thin, and it was a waste of my time. And I like those minutes back. I'm not even
0: (laughs) mad. No, that's ballsy. I appreciate that. That is not a popular opinion, so... Well on you for being true to yourself.
1: Yeah. Do people like that movie? Yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know among, why. Myself among them.
3: You know, that's not my pick, Alex, but I'll stand by you. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't get the hype either. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I mean, that's why, that's you could just explore, boom, 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 explode a, a gore cannon boom, boom, on something boom, 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 and it just like all that uh, Special effects, particle, practical magic, like goopy blood stuff. I mean, that's what you got. That's how I that felt
0: movie. about uh, Big Trouble in Little China, though. I didn't even see what
2: the big deal was. You know what else is practical? What? Not watching the thing.
1: That is very practical.
3: <laughs> that is outstanding.
1: We well, did have a good show on it, though, so you should listen to the show. But you know, whatever. Don't watch the movie. That, that is really funny. The
3: Thing was sort of um, well down on my list of considerations. It was not the movie I ended up picking. I also considered highly uh, Donnie Darko.
1: Mm-hmm. You wow you didn't like Donnie no, Darko I was not a fan I mean was... I mean I watched it when I was 14 so there it is like well not that <laughs> I I didn't like it I it's... watched it with my parents and B- a boyfriend it was a terrible idea B- before
0: watching it I probably would have re-watching it for the show I probably would have guessed that that would be my Hebrew hammer because I hated that film I, I like it a little bit better now I still don't get the big deal is but I don't think it's terrible.
3: And, and like our co-host has said, though, we've, we really did a good job this year of picking movies that we like or perhaps yes. a bad job. Yeah, yeah, that's and, fair. And so we're going to try to be a little bit more adventurous and see a little more uh, first-time views next year as a result. But uh, another film that I, man, I don't like it. I, I think it's part of a really, really great double bill, but I don't think it's worth your time at all, and that's Planet Terror I just I I've never been a fan. Wait, I'm, I'm wait. Thoroughly unimpressed. Wow. wait. And I I think I thought better of it after the immediate watch, but the more I've thought about it, the less I like it, and the the more messy it is. Uh, and I'm not talking about the gore and the special effects. I'm talking about the narrative. And, oh yeah, and, and the scripting. <laughs> And uh, the, you know, not just because the jokes about the the missing reel. Actually, the best thing about it is that there's a missing reel. I think if they lost maybe a reel and a half more, it might have been a little <laughs> bit more interesting. And uh, so I I am no fan Dustin. of Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Dustin,
2: did did Robert Rodriguez piss in your cereal at some point?
3: <laughs> Seriously, in his lunchbox.
0: Do you like Robert Rodriguez at all?
2: From, from Dusk Till Dawn, but I'm I sure like that's Tarantino's Dawn, involvement. I
0: like
3: Spy
1: Kids. <laughs> but, I, but I don't uh, like this. Okay. One.
2: You and Rodriguez, man.
0: Jesus. Come
1: on. That's that's sad cuz that's break? a fun movie. Yeah, but it's it's really a bummer because they the trailers are all cut to show that she has like the leg the whole time but she totally doesn't until like the last 15 minutes. Now,
3: I will say this. Death Proof, on the other hand, is a pretty fantastic movie. Oh, it's fabulous. And I Certainly. really, really enjoy I it. I think it's
0: his most underrated film. But nope.
3: I, I kind of wish Rob Zombie had made uh, his uh, uh, Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS film.
0: Werewolf Woman of the SS. Whatever.
3: Um, but that I, I really wish I would had that movie instead of uh, Rodriguez's offering because I just I'm thoroughly, thoroughly unimpressed so uh, moving right along um we're gonna now talk about our um our guilty pleasure
0: the film. best worst movie. Oh, 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 oh. In honor of the documentary, best worst movie, which is about
3: Troll Two. So this is a movie that we don't really think is good, but we really, really dig on watching it. And so I'm very, very curious to hear uh, what those selections are, Mr. Daltster, What say you? Well, there was really, I
0: didn't, I didn't have to think hard about this one. It's Boondock Saints. Um, it's not a good movie, man. It's terrible. But you know what? Finally revisiting it after all these years, I, I still, it's still. You know, it's still watchable. It's still got a special place in my heart. It's still fun. It, it is, te- you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's go as far as to say it's terrible. Um, but it's still a lot of fun, and it amuses me to watch it. And, you know, if only for nothing else, we get Willem Dafoe and Drag, which is hilarious. Um, that movie's got a lot of problems. Um, and, and, yeah, I think it definitely fits that category of best, worst movie.
3: All right, well, thank you very much, Mr. Don Stewart. I don't think I have any commentary to offer. I didn't really like it very much either. Um, so uh, there is that. <laughs> Miss Bohannon, what say you?
1: Well, I honestly only had one contender for this category, too. Um, it is, I mean, it was a first viewing, but it's definitely going to be I mean, I would go out and buy a a really nice DVD copy of it. Um, And it's not necessarily a bad movie, but it's not in the upper echelons of filmmaking as this higher art form. But it's definitely Total Recall. That movie is good. Good
0: good pick. (laughs) That
1: movie is so good. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. I'd watch it while folding laundry. And it's just fantastic. And I know that there are issues with it, but just... You know, The Governator. I just, I love it. It's just a great movie.
3: See you at the party, Richter. Very nice pick. Thank you very much. Mr. Arthur Gordon, what say you?
2: Well, I'm going to go with the movie that's shallow. uh, is a money machine endeared absolutely nobody to it. uh, But it holds a place near and dear to my heart, and it always will, and it always has, and that's The Rocketeer.
1: (laughs) I called it. I so called it.
2: Despite what all these fools in the room may think, <laughs> there is fun to be had with the Rocketeer. I don't and know what the fun always, is, but okay. And I will always defend that movie.
3: All right. Well, there you go. That's what Arthur said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those were words coming out of his face. So we actually have a winner this year um, because we have a consensus, and uh, you know, if, if our if our nominations count as votes. There is uh, one with more votes than the other for our uh, best guilty pleasure film mm-hmm. of the year, and that is gonna be Total Recall. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry, one? so many Two high times. fives.
0: <laughs> I you know what? I gotta be honest, I kinda forgot about Total Recall. If I had thought about it, I might have given it given uh, best worst. I'm gonna stick with my guns and still say Boondock Saints. I, but I totally forgot about Planet Terror whoops. What? Uh I totally Brody forgot. And Flip. I totally forgot about Total Recall for some reason, so, again, sticking to my guns, but if I had remembered it, I definitely would have given it consideration for Best Worst Movie, so.
3: If you are to listen to the show, obviously, um, and this this is said of all the films that we look at, they are sort of critically interesting. I mean, that's, that's sort of what we do on the show, and we sort of help elevate those movies, even if they are kind of tripe and trashy. And you can go back and listen to any of our Hebrew Hammer episodes and hear some really, really interesting analysis. And uh, we had great analysis, I thought, on the Total Recall show. But, um, I, again, the movie, again, Arnold is at his argyest. Um,
1: Get your ass <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know. And, and so it, it really is terrible. And it got me on this fate of just doing Arnold accents, and in my house, um, very, very popular at that time was watching Les Mis, and so, you know, we were doing Les Mis songs um, in Arnold's, you know, get down, get down, you'll always be a slave. (laughs) Yarks.
0: (laughs) I dreamed a dream.
3: a uh, very very good time but the movie is tons of fun oh yeah and so that's why it's my nomination and apparently the winner this year of uh, best worst movie this is part of the show where we move on to the platinum shelf this is our best picture award for uh, films that we looked at in 2014 You're simply the best. So, Mr. Arthur Gordon, what do you say?
2: Well, there are only two uh, real contenders, I think, for me uh, this year for this award. Um, Two movies uh, very near to my heart. One was a host pick uh, earlier, earlier, much earlier in the year, and uh, Dalton had already alluded to that, uh, with The Silence of the Lambs uh, being up there for me in that echelon of platinum shelfable films. But there's one... That that stands above, that I think, is fine movie making at its best. That has a lot to say. It's perfectly written, perfectly acted, and I I can't say enough about it. All I can really say is Fuck fucking
0: An honorable mention for the platinum shell for me. Yeah. I, yes.
3: I, I liked it a lot, but I, I am a little surprised.
2: I'm not at all. Uh, but, that doesn't surprise me at all, Arthur. Yeah, that's 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 my my selection for the shelf what movie in Bruges
3: well thank you very much uh Mr. Arthur Gordon Mr. Dalton Stewart what's your pick for the platinum shelf
0: well as I said um I I also very strongly considered in Bruges Arthur um I like that a a whole lot I also really strongly thought about the gray um it was my favorite film of 2012 if listeners will remember uh but you know it's 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 not platinum shelf material it's it's a great kind of Guy movie. I don't want to say action movie because it's not an action movie. Um, it's it's about tough guys doing tough shit. It's an adventure film. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like platinum shelf material. I very strongly considered Mulholland Drive, um, and, and I really thank Dustin for for making me watch that again. I, I didn't even consider it for Discovery because I feel like I would have gotten around to watching that. But I don't know if it's essential viewing for everyone. It's for movie people. I don't think everyone needs to see it. I don't think you know the platinum shelf's the right place for it. Um, so at the end of the day, my only real choice was The Act of Killing, which is a film that is just so good. Um, it's one of the first shows we did this year, and it's without a doubt one of the best films of 2013. Uh, it's a documentary um, from uh, Mr. Oppenheimer. I can't remember his first name for the life of me. Josh. Josh Oppenheimer. Not I almost said Robert Oppenheimer, who's not a real person, and then I almost said uh, the other Oppenheimer.
3: Well, the guy that he's become b- death. death,
0: the destroyer of worlds, yeah. It's Joshua Oppenheimer's documentary about the overthrow of the communist um, government in Indonesia uh, during the 60s. Um, and those men are all still in power. Uh, and the ones that didn't become political figures uh, became pop culture figures. Uh, and, and it's about making people reconcile with the terrible things they've done and seeing how uh, perpetrators of terrible acts, you know, Rationalize what they did, and uh, it's an invaluable film listener. And I really think everyone should watch it. And uh, I'm so glad that we did it for um, anti-trash. Uh, it's just wonderful, uh, and I can't say enough good things about it. I think uh, I might watch the director's cut very soon because I I need to revisit it again. Um, so that's my platinum shelf pick.
3: It's a film that really made me reconsider my uh, understanding of the relationship between cinema and violence, how cinema is related to um, violent acts of people uh, thereafter. And so, I like that pick a lot. Thank you very much uh, for that, Mr. Dolan. It is certainly an honorable mention for me. Miss Alexandra Bohannon, um, your selection for the platinum shelf this year.
1: <clears throat> my my selection for the platinum shelf. Um, was a movie that I did not like upon first viewing, but with additional time chewing on it, I think that it deserves its place on the Platinum Shelf, and that is Mulholland Drive. I think Mulholland Drive is not necessarily essential viewing, like Dalton said, but I do think that everything it does, it does right, and it does brilliantly. Well said. And that while, yeah, it might be for cinephiles, and it might be for a very niche audience, Lynch fans, whatever, um, it deserves its place there because everything it does, it's like perfect.
3: <laughs> Excellent. Um, thank you very much. I did not pick Mulholland Drive myself. Ooh, I was I
1: was thinking you might do it. Well, I I, I did.
3: I refused to do so because it was my pick in the favorite films category. Yeah, that'd be a and, little easy. And so, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, I do like it a lot. It's it is one of my it's in my top five of all time, all the time. And so it, it's a movie that I really, really love. That was
0: actually part of why I didn't pick The Grey was because it was a host pick for me. It's something I already love. And again, yeah, it doesn't – I totally uh, – other than my reasons for it not being, you know, a perfect film or essential central film, um, I had similar, you know, personal reasons for not picking The Grey like you did for Mulholland. Well,
3: the same, I, I'm sure you'd say, for Fight Club as well.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't even consider Fight Club for any of these because, yeah, I mean, I already loved it. It's the – it doesn't really fit with any of these categories. I definitely wouldn't consider putting it on the platinum shelf because it's my favorite film. That just doesn't make sense for this right. award.
3: So, you know, I, there's a lot of consideration that I did in, in, in coming to my conclusion. And what it, what it came down to was my best film selection for 2012, which we happened to watch uh, for the course of the show, which is Barbarian Sound Studio. And it's, it's a, again, it's an anti-trash film that we watched way back in January. February. February. February and uh so it's it's a movie i like a lot it does crib much from moholland drive and other lynch works there's a, a closing scene that is uh, so evocative of eraserhead that it's a little ridiculous it's also um playing with that italian G.I.O. um genre of sort of slasher slash horror films um, that were coming out in the 60s and 70s uh, from Mario Bava and Dario Argento. And it's talking about the uh, the way films are made and uh, the, the, the dubbing process that went on in Italian film at that time. And so I, for me and for my money, Barbarian Sound Studio is totally worth your time. And uh, it, it was my new Discovery selection just because I had seen it before the show. And, uh, so it was, uh, eliminated from that category, but, um, I, it's a movie I like a lot, and as I look back on the things that we watched, there's a lot of things that we watched that I really, really liked, including Upstream Color, and, uh, Uh, Mr. Gordon, sir. It was one that I thought about quite a bit.
2: Well, you're wrong more often than you're right, so it's okay.
3: there is that, I suppose. Uh, But, anyhow, um, Barbarian Sound Studio is most definitely my pick. Dear listener, we're so glad that you are uh, listening to this episode here with us all this evening, and we would like to hear your selections for Hebrews Hammer, uh, Hebrews Hammer, Hebrew Hammers, (laughs) Films Noir, um, uh, Chiefs Justice of the Supreme Court.
1: <laughs> cheese Justice? Chiefs. Oh, okay.
3: is
0: Justice Cheese.
3: Justice Cheese. Well that's Scalia, I think his rear end's made out of cheese. But that's a whole nother conversation.
1: Okay. Yes, it is.
3: He's, he's a gross man. Uh, moving right along, and I made a political joke. That's something I never do. Um, but that being said, we'd love to hear your picks for that. We'd love to hear your picks for what you thought our best show was as far as our analysis goes. Uh, we would love to hear your platinum shelves, your best discoveries based on recommendations that we made. And we'll even open it up to uh, our else's and instead's that we recommended uh, throughout the course of our film um, review and analysis podcast over the last year. We're so glad that we spent 2014 with you all. We're looking forward to a great 2015. That's it. And We're hashtag done. hashtag 100 more episodes.
0: That's, that's a month of uh, celebrating our 100th episode, and that's a wrap, guys. We're done. We'll see you in 2015.
1: See you next year, guys.
2: Bon voyage. Check, check, mic check. Test, test, one, two. We there?
1: Should
3: old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind?
0: Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of old lang syne?
3: For
2: The Good Trash Genrecast will return in 2015 with The Last Stand. Welcome to the Good
1: Trash Genre cast, where a bunch of people gather around the table talking about movies. And I'm your host, Dustin Sells, and I've got four spectacular co-hosts, including me. And we're going to have a great old time this evening as we're talking about the (laughs) I'm Sorry.
2: (laughs) Dear listener, over the weekend, uh, Dustin had a certain surgery. Uh, to remove a couple of problems, I, uh, which is going to uh, affect the increase in his voice, uh, pitch, and volume.
1: Problems.
0: She ran an errand for me this afternoon. She brought us mugs and fudge. She drove us to the Circle K, and now she does this. I think I'm in love with you, Alex.
1: <laughs> just so good. I just couldn't. His face is just this incredulous, like, so the wrinkles, <laughs> All of the
2: wrinkles and the gray hair just standing on in. Since it's not a visual medium, you can be whoever I paint you to be. Will you paint me like one of your women,
3: Dustin? (laughs) It's not inaccurate. You're already painted like my women. Like a whore.
2: The price is right.
3: All right. Drum roll, please, dear listener at home, as you... Thump your own thighs whilst jogging, <laughs> or the dashboard whilst thump driving. Your-
0: if you're listening, thump in those thighs. If you're listening <laughs> at work. <laughs> I just thought it, and it's just it did it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. It's not uh,
1: fine. So, like the later, I get the punchier I get, and the more like tickleable I get. Just, tickleable,
2: yeah. tickleable. Not a word. Stubbing those thighs all night long. Oh, Christ Almighty,
0: <laughs> Jesus! Uh, get get out of my house!
1: <laughs> get
0: out of my house! do a house. bad Well movie. Get out of
2: my house! <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, we've ingested the giggle pig.
3: We now move to. The <laughs> 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 Giggle
0: pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Brooklyn 99. It's like hardcore ecstasy. <laughs> uh, and they say it with a straight face on that show so many times. <laughs> Squatching out. Uh,
1: I'm
3: not starting till you stop. <laughs> All
1: right. Hello everyone and welcome to the Good Trash <laughs> genre cast where a bunch of people get around a microphone and giggle about movies until midnight o'clock and then the post meridian. <laughs>
3: Isn't midnight AM technically? I know, I was making <laughs> jokes!
0: <laughs> That's right!
1: That's right. a face that hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's right. Dalton Stewart's coming back from the bathroom. Dalton Stewart's coming in from the bathroom. That's right. He needed to pee. Wee! When you need to pee. Dalton Stewart's here for you.
0: <coughs> just 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 wash my face. All right. Got real annoyed. Had to leave the room for a second. <laughs>
1: You're the worst. I'm good now.
2: That's what they pay me the big bucks for.